0: Hello and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 67. It was originally going to be 66, but I uh, had a more up-to-the-minute thing I wanted to tell you about <laughs> and record. Um, so this is uh, Pushed, Pushed Back. Um, this is believe it or not, the final Gen X podcast, broadcast. I mean, I say that, right? Something could happen. But but I, I think this is it. I think this is it. And, and my plan from here is to um, put them all together, so parts one through seven, and turn the parts into a whole. Uh, that'll probably mostly just be for... Mm, like i have a, i do am doing a little zine for my patrons over on patreon where i print out um both a printed edition and a and a digital edition of the the blog of the blog um, and and sort of print out the greatest hits so for that i will put them all together and maybe that'll go somewhere else i, I can't imagine where but but that's my plan so that'll probably happen at the end of this year if you would like to read them all together, I'm gonna. I don't think I'm gonna blogcast all of that because that's gonna be a, that'd be like an audio book. It'd be like a short audio book, um, which is maybe no one's clamoring for, <laughs> but maybe they are. I don't know. If you're clamoring, let me know. Um, so today, um. I will read you part seven, and uh, I was searching for a song for this one for a long time, <laughs> um, and, and I ended up sort of rewriting the post to reflect the song that seemed like the right choice in the end. Um, so, so this post is called Gen X Part 7, Born at the Right Time. According to the AV Club, Gen X... And millennials are in a battle. There are articles like, why Gen X is so pissed at millennials, and what are millennials killing today? This quote-unquote blood feud seems unlikely to me. I recognize that there's a lot of anti-millennial talk out there, and maybe Gen X is to blame. If so, on behalf of Gen X, I would like to apologize to you, millennials. That's shitty behavior, and we will try to do better in the future. But I think it's kind of hard to be in a rivalry with a group of people when you are outnumbered by them so dramatically. I suspect it's hard to be in a rivalry if the other side doesn't even know who you are. A Gen X friend of mine recently described having to explain what Gen X was after being mistaken for a baby boomer by a young bartender. The bartender didn't even know that Gen X existed. I have seen some resentments bubble up, of course. Gen X is outnumbered, and that's never an easy position to be in. It's like a few locusts are cool, they make cool sounds, and they have cool legs, but when there are more of them, they can be a little overwhelming, especially if they get into your trees. So sometimes it's just a numbers game. A situation of feeling alone in a room, like no one understands where you're coming from. And sometimes it's a sense of having waited years for your work to pay off, to be promoted or signed or published or produced or whatever. And then while you were waiting patiently in line, someone came up with an app that eliminated the line completely and then leaped into rewards that you'd been waiting for for decades. Articles about Gen X at work point to a kind of skipping over of us that seems to happen to a lot of Gen Xers. So if some Gen Xers resent you, millennials, it's not personal. It's just a bit like watching one's parents change all the rules for your younger siblings, and it's also like not getting the present you were promised. And to my fellow Gen Xers... It'd probably be best if you toned the resentment of millennials down a notch. Otherwise, we all sound like the grumpy old man from the Saturday Night Live sketch from the 90s. In my day, we didn't have smartphones. No! No! We had dumb ones, Once you had to dial with your finger in a little plastic or metal prison that you raked across the surface below the razor-sharp end point over and over again until your fingers bled. And when you finally finished dialing the number, if they happened to be on the phone with someone else when you dialed, you'd have to hang up and go through the whole process again until you got your bloody-fingered call through. And we liked it. We loved it. We were bloody-fingered exhausted, desperate, dumb phone callers without a hope in the world of reaching anyone, and we liked it. We loved it. This is not an actual grumpy old man sketch. No grumpy old men were injured in the making of this podcast. Also, Gen Xers, it wouldn't do to get our future overlords angry. Just kidding, millennials. We know it's actually the robots and sentient smartphones who will be our overlords. Hey, maybe we should all just pile on to Generation Z, who are growing up with smartphones and are clearly the worst the wear for it. By the way, while growing up with smartphones is a legitimate concern, one of the things that Sherry Turkle has often pointed out in her work is that it is often not the child's use of the smartphone that is the problem, it's the parent's use of the smartphone and tablet and so on. That is, the thing we blame younger generations for may in fact be our problem. We are the ones who can't put our phones down and talk to each other. We're the ones who get anxious living in a constantly plugged in world and we project that onto kids. Or in the words of an often mocked Gen X ad, I learned it from you, dad. I learned it from watching you. So I don't think piling onto Generation Z is the answer. We need to find ways to work together. Generationally, millennials and boomers are better at coming together within their own generations than, than Gen X. That's something for Gen X to explore doing more of. Simultaneously, what we all need to look at is including a diversity of age and generations in our structures. If you're not Gen X, you might not notice when Gen X is missing, but it's worth paying attention to, I think, because we do have quite a lot to contribute. If nothing else, we can provide missing Gen X. If ping pong games at the office are always millennial versus baby boomer, you're missing someone. You could be missing Gen X, or you could be missing Generation Jones, also known as OGXers, aka Shadow Boomers, aka The Following Edge, or as I like to call them, The Heroic Generation. Because damn, Gen Jones, you got Barack Obama, Rebecca Solnit, Sally Yates, Jaron Lanier, Billy Bragg, Angela Merkel, and so on. I mean, Gen Jones is badass, and even less often discussed than Gen X probably because they didn't get a trendy nickname at an opportune time. I think Jen Jones is so cool, you guys. Which makes me think about generations a bit like a family. See, I tend to idolize Jen Jones like a really cool big sister or brother, and I see millennials and Z as spunky younger siblings. And Gen X starts to get resentful when our younger siblings start to behave as if they are only children when all we ever wanted was for our little sisters to know how cool we are, and were. If there is a rivalry, again, I'm not sure that there is, this is what it's about. This familial feeling is a huge aspect of the rivalry conversation, and ageism is another. Often, the generational shots fired are ageism in disguise. Ageism is usually thought of as an issue of the old, but it goes both ways. Ageism can, can impact all ages. Our culture fetishizes the young and dismisses the old, particularly old women. Uh, the TED Talk by Ashton Applewhite makes a great case for why ageism is everyone's issue. I imagine we can all do a better job of listening to and learning from each other. For example, I heard some millennials on the younger side of the spectrum chatting in a coffee shop recently. They were sure that they'd have their lives completely figured out by the time they were 30. That they'd stop caring what anyone thought by then. (laughs) This made me laugh. Because the gift of not giving a fuck anymore is probably much further away than that, if my generation's experience is anything to go by. Most of us just entered this stage uh, in the last few years, and we're long past 30. See, this is why it's worth it to talk to each other about this sort of stuff, to know how other generations made it through the same things that are coming down the pike for you, to find inspiration and courage from the heroes ahead of us and the heroes behind us and the ones we're standing right next to. The more we talk to each other, get to know each other, have some of those valuable conversations Sherry Turkle talks about in her newest book, the better off we'll be. And diving deep into my generation with this series, I've not only learned a ton about my cohort, but also about the rest of you. It helps to get together. It helps to learn about ourselves and it helps to learn about each other. Even things as seemingly small as what songs meant something to you in your youth or what TV shows shaped your world can help us understand one another. A generation is a way of understanding waves of experience, of understanding the formative landscape for each group of people. I want to read your generational analysis, too. I want to know what it was like to grow up millennial. To know what it was like to grow up exennial. Yep, that's a thing. Or to grow up Generation Jones or Baby Boomer. Generational thinking may be bullshit. It may be a marketing ploy. But it is still meaningful bullshit. See, I think I was born at the right time. I belong here in Generation X. But I also think you were born at the right time. We were all born at the right time to teach each other what we missed or what we still need to learn. That's it, everybody. I look forward to... Your generational posts. I want to see Millennials Part 3, Xennials Part 6, Jen Jones Part 12. Uh, So it's, I'm sure, obvious what the song is going to be at the end of this here podcast. Um... Well, may not, I guess it's not obvious. If you don't know the song, it's not obvious. Uh, but it's Born at the Right Time is the name of the song. Uh, it's a Paul Simon song. So um, <laughs> once again, uh, preempting any fairground attraction with some Paul Simon. Um, yeah, Paul Simon uh, is a baby boomer. But this song came out in, in my youth. So I think it's still still it's it's cross-generational in a way Um, although that does make me think about this thing that I realized in in exploring some of this generational stuff is that each generations like teen movies are made by the generation before so like all the classic Gen X movies are like teen movies like mm, Pretty in Pink and The Breakfast Club and the all of that stuff, like all of those all of those movies were made by baby boomers, really so in a way, the generation before determines the youth culture uh, of the generation after. So um, you know a lot of the kind of teen movies in recent years are by Gen Xers and um, soon millennials will be making, you know tv shows for gen generation z <laughs> or, or movies or whatever anyway I, I, th- I just think there's something interesting about um how culture kind of filters down we we get our ideas about our own youth from the youth that came before so i will recommend to you uh, a podcast by two millennial women called two dope queens You've probably heard about it if you've been listening to podcasts on WNYC or any of the NPR kind of platforms, uh, because they are an NPR podcast. Um, NPRs, I think, I think they were part of a, like an NPR attempt to reach out to the youth. And I think they're doing it effectively. It's um, it's a super enjoyable podcast that makes me laugh. And I really appreciate the the sort of... I don't know. It's an incredible confidence I feel like that happens in a lot of a lot of millennials that I am incredibly jealous of. I think it's awesome. So uh if you're not listening to the two dope queens, you might enjoy it. It is a com it's comedy. It's funny. They they have guests and they also bring on usually comedians to do some funny stuff. And I enjoy it. So here now, your song. This is Paul Simon's Born at the Right Time from what I think is actually my favorite, is it my favorite Paul Simon album? I think it is. I think it is. Um, it's from Rhythm of the Saints, which was sort of his Brazilian influenced album. And it came out, I feel like mm, the latter half of my high school years. Um, I don't have a Brazilian band, so it is missing that feature, but Here's me singing, born at the right time.
1: Those Euro dollars all the way from Washington to Tokyo. church bells chime, and the whole world whispering, born at the right time.
0: There's too many people on the bus to the airport. There's too many
1: registers another